Hey guys, welcome to the Chatterseed Podcast. I'm Ryan, and this is a podcast with my dad. Hi. And we are going to be talking about old classic movies that my dad found on his old honors program list from college. I also have a Chatterseed blog. Just go to chatterseed.com. And really what I blog about is TV shows, movies I watch, or books that I read. So yeah. Today's movie that we are reviewing is 400 Blows by... Uh, Francois Truffaut. It's kind of, um, I don't know. It was an interesting movie, I think. It was about a boy who's about, what, 11? Probably. Yeah, so it was about a boy who was like 11. And they're living in France, and it's like 12 years after World War II or something like that. And this boy, this 11-year-old boy, he is kind of a rebellious troublemaker. He fights with his teachers and parents a lot, and he just gets into a bunch of trouble. And his friends aren't that great of an influence, too. Good friendship, not good influence. And so the movie is just about the boy and his kind of life story for, like, over a month or so, where he just kind of is messing around, gets kind of in trouble, and he struggles with his parents a lot while he's getting in trouble and stuff, and he lies a lot. And it ends up with him being sent to, like, a, to like kind of like juvie, like a correctional program or something like that. And it really ends... I don't really like the ending, because it ends with him running away from the camp, and he gets away, and people chase him, but they don't find him. And so the ending shot is just him walking along the beach. And then it just ends. And that, like, bothers me because I need some sort of, like, ending. It just it just <laughs> ends. <laughs> like, nothing happens. It doesn't give us any more, like, backstory. It doesn't give us what happens. It just... Nothing. That's what do you funny. think? Yeah, that, the, uh, that, that ending, sort of open ending, is part of the style of what was called French New Wave, mm-hmm. which was... Um, so, and by the way, the kid, <clears throat> the actor, is fantastic. His name is Jean-Pierre Lefaux, and he mm-hmm. is really, really good. But the director, it's kind of an interesting story, because the director used to be a film critic. Right. Truffaut was a film critic, and he didn't sort of like the stodgy old style, almost industrial style filmmaking. So he said, I'll do it myself if I want it better. That's right. If you want it done right, you got to do it yourself. <laughs> so he made... A movie that was trying to be different, more artistic, and you see his uh, sort of you see that in the technique mm-hmm. with like these long tracking shots of like uh, the boy walking through Paris, or at the end when he's on the beach. Yeah, these yeah. Or there's that one where there's like the gym teacher <laughs> with the kids <laughs> that are running. The kids at school are like going out with the gym teacher for exercise, and kids keep peeling off. So at the at the beginning, there's like 30 kids. <laughs> By the end, there's just two, and the teacher teacher is completely oblivious. It's so funny. (laughs) And so you see that shot, like, it's this shot that's like an aerial shot, Uh um, and so your perspective is sort of, you're in on the joke. You can see all the kids peeling off, and the teacher's just completely oblivious. You're not just some passerby. It's really funny. Yeah. So I like like that. And this this is supposed to be a classic example of, French New Wave cinema. Yeah. And uh, like movements and stuff, rebelling. Yeah. And and this guy, uh, Truffaut, 
was this was the first movie he directed, mm-hmm. and he took it to the Cannes Film Festival, which is it this won an award, like the basically the equivalent of the like Academy Awards here. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. So he it won the best picture at the festival, the Palme d'Or, mm-hmm. and he won uh, the award for best director. Which for your first time making a movie, that's it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. So he went on to make like twenty five more movies or something like that. He had a long and distinguished career as a filmmaker, and it's kind of cool, you know. Everybody's a critic. <laughs> it's much easier to criticize and to actually make something. And yes. it's cool that he was able to um, be so step... successful. Yeah, right. Yeah, I kind of like the art, the like artistic. Like it was a really good movie, even though the ending bothered me. Like I actually really liked the movie because I feel like telling his story. Like I feel like maybe not a lot of kids are in like the same situation as he was. But, like, I feel like it's kind of relatable maybe having a tough relationship with your parents and wanting to run away or having a tough relationship with your teacher and just kind of wanting to ditch school all the time or just having a tough situation in general with all the adults in your life feeling like no one ever believes you even when you are telling the truth. So you just lie because it's easier because everyone assumes you're lying anyways. Yeah, the the way that uh, the filmmaker made and the actor mm-hmm. made that um, character feel so accessible, so relatable, yeah. is also part of it. And part of the style of filmmaking was it's almost like a documentary. It feels very sort of real and very intimate, personal. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it was made by so the, the, there was this movement. Um, iconoclasm is what they used to describe the word they yeah. use. Like iconoclast, where you're like sort of tearing down old um, icons Uh, and that's something that is sort of relatable today so you look at the institutions of like education and by the way he did this in his life this was this was a sort of an semi-autobiography yeah yeah semi-autobiographical story where uh, I guess uh, Truffaut had trouble as a kid growing up parents and teachers yeah and it's sort of got a confessional element to it. Like, remember when he goes to the correctional facility? Oh, yeah, and he's talking to, like, the therapist. Each person has their time with the therapist or whatever. Yeah. And, like, when it's his turn, she asks him questions, and they're questions that normally you would think that some kid would, like, lie about, but he's, like, an 11-year-old boy, and he just, you know, builds his guts. He just tells it as it is and is, like, really honest, which I kind of admire because, like, I know a lot of kids that age or, like, my age, like, wouldn't want to be so honest about that, but I, I admire the honesty. I think it's really, like, cool that he was able to be honest. Because that's, like, the questions he was being asked, too, like, that's something, like, you're, like, afraid that if you answer honestly, you're going to get in trouble. Right. Like, she, she was asking him what sort of the questions. Like, um, she asked him, like, why do you lie or why did you steal? And he was, like, really honest. Like, when it was, like, he stole, like... A thousand francs from his grandma. Ten thousand, yeah. Ten thousand. And he was asked why he did that, and he said, well, because she's old and doesn't really eat that much or do anything, so I figured she wouldn't notice, and she didn't. And he said, and so I had it in my pocket, and I guess my mom went looking through my pockets because the next day it wasn't there, and she took the nice book my grandma gave me and sold it. Yeah, that relationship with his mom, too, is really Really complex, and, and it feels like real. Like, he was disappointed in his mom, apparently... She didn't. She wanted to have an abortion, and mm-hmm. when he was born, his mom talked him into, or his grandmother Grandma. talked her into yeah. keeping it, and now she wasn't married. Yeah. So. And his his dad, who isn't his biological father, right. I guess, gave him his name, and we like see in the beginning of the movie that his mom is cheating on his dad. Yeah. 
And it's like, it's surprising. And I thought, or like in the beginning of the movie, because the mom and son, they didn't get along very well, but the dad and the son seemed to get along. The dad is being funny, you know, they seemed to get along. And like one night when the mom was out, you know, probably cheating on his dad, like he and his dad had like a fun dinner or whatever. And so when his dad was being really like mean and like disappointed in him, I was shocked because I thought they had a good relationship, but the dad was like very much like his mom in that moment. And I was kind of surprised because the tables turned. And then his mom, when he was going to be sent to like the, when he went to jail after he'd run away, his mom like had tried to be nice to him before he'd gone to jail, was trying to be nice. And like, I wasn't quite sure why. I think it's because the dad was saying that because he'd ran away the first time and the mom was like why would he target me and the dad was like because you're so hard on him and so she tried to be nicer to him and I also think it was so that um he wouldn't tell his dad that his mom was cheating on him is kind of what I thought when she was trying to be nice and like bribe him and go to the movies and like take care of him but then when he was in the facility his mom came to visit and she said I came to tell you that like I didn't want you or like, you know, if you said you wanted to go out and make money and now you get to do that, you know, have fun with that. Good luck with life. I'm out. Yeah, really tough. And this kid had He's all these 11. problems. Right. And and the people at the at school and at the juvenile detention facility and mm. his parents, everyone was concerned with his behavior. They were trying to make him behave a certain way. But he was acting out in part because of these underlying issues, and nobody was really giving him what we needed, what he needed in terms of like love, support, yeah. um, understanding. Mm-hmm. He didn't really get that because both of his parents worked, and as we kind of have discovered, his mom was probably cheating on his dad half of the time. She was out late at work, but he was kind of neglected because his parents were always gone at work or doing things, or his mom was just downright mean to him, and so he had this one really good friend who maybe wasn't like the best example kind of convinced him <laughs> to ditch school and stuff but he helped him out when he ran away the first time and the second time helped him hide out stay over and when he did get sent to the detention f- facility his friend rode on his bike to the detention facility and i just thought that was really cool even though the person wouldn't let him in to visit with his friend he still made an effort and came to go see him and brought him a little package which the guard just kind of threw behind him it was like you know go away but I just like really liked that because I feel like a lot of time like if you have like a friendship like that like where they're kind of bad influences or you do bad things together they kind of just ditch you they don't really care but this friend actually cared and you could tell it was like a strong friendship yeah it was somebody who cared about him Mm -hmm. and this so they talk about this being an iconoclastic movie where it's sort of like tearing down traditional icons and maybe you look at pillars of society and it's maybe the justice system or it is the educational system or the family and all these institutions failed him yeah Uh, the person who was there for him at the end was his his friend friend. there was somebody who was there for him even if he wasn't a a great influence (laughs) there was somebody that actually cared about him for his father he was not his real son biological son and so uh, there was a little bit of anxiety there and then he made things difficult for him at work by stealing equipment from his office even though he returned it but only because he couldn't sell it right and that's when he got caught yeah and then no good deed goes unpunished right yep and then his his mom uh 
was every time he overhears her talking about him, she's talking about him as this like burden, mm-hmm. whom he apparently knows she wanted to abort in the first place, and so and he didn't even go to live with her until he was eight years old because yeah. she pushed him off on a other wet people nurse and on his grandma. So yeah, yeah, I think that's really horrible to just like live somewhere or like be in a situation where nobody wants you. Like that just I can't even. That just seems so heartbreaking, especially he's so young. He's 11. Like, he, like, as I'm, like, talking about it, I now realize the underlying issues were that he didn't have anyone who loved him was because he lived in this situation where he wasn't really cared for, where he knew he wasn't wanted. And that is probably what caused him to act out and stuff because he just wanted to be heard. Yeah, he wanted someone to care, and all these institutions were concerned about his behavior, his behavior, not his and not his needs, not right? His needs. Right. Yeah, and and you see that, you know, one other thing. I don't know if you picked up on this in the movie that I liked was it. It was he was pointing out some of the um, misogyny or sexism in society. Like apparently his mother was cheating, but it was sort of like that was part of how she kept her job. Oh, right, right, because the dad at one point was saying, oh, so the boss is sleeping with the new secretary and it got her um, promoted to, like, executive secretary. Right, that's happening at his work, too. And it's just sort of, and everyone's, when they go to the movies, the the only thing the dad is thinking about is the figure of the actresses, right? Like, it's, so it's sort of um, highlighting this undercurrent of misogyny in the culture. And that sort of, you know, explains his, his mom's, Part of his mom's uh, cheating. Yeah. But it's it's, it's interesting. It's horrible. It's yeah. It's it's rough for a kid for sure. But in this, um, you know, th- so this iconoclasm, the tearing down of these icons or this I- iconic institutions in society in this movie, has a parallel today where you see, like right now, it's the what is it? It's summer of 2020. Yeah. With the latest Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. and sort of political unrest. People have been tearing down statues, renaming institutions. Yelling at actresses or actors, like saying how horribly they've been treated. Right. Well, and and it's also coming on the heels of another uh, recent societal movement, the Me Too movement, where people are tired of putting up with sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. And so you have venerated figures and institutions sort of being... taken apart mm-hmm. and and that is you know so this, this is something that was happening back then too this was yeah. after world war Two. this has been going on since the dawn of time who are we kidding it just never really got spoken out before people are getting more confident nowadays and thinking they can do things about it and apparently that's what Truffaut thought too he thought you know i can do something with this medium uh, he see so i i love this movie it's widely regarded I think is one of the greatest movies in not just French cinema but cinema world cinema history and and I love it because it's not only a great artistic uh, accomplishment it's but it has the, a deeper meaning yes he's he's focused on things that matter to people mm-hmm. and and on s- several levels on a personal level you become really invested in this kid and, and you sort of empathize with him mm-hmm. but it's also talking about greater uh, problems in society. Mm-hmm. There's the misogyny. There's the um, problems with the institution, the correctional institution, uh-huh. with the education system, with the with the family. Yep. You know, so it's uh, it's truly amazing. Like I just 
I really like that. I like how, I like when things that can seem, like, silly or just for enjoyment or, like, something have a deeper meaning. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the movies that have no underlying meaning. You can just enjoy them <laughs> when you need, you know, to just enjoy something. But I really like the messages that are conveyed because I feel like, especially now with, like, the quarantine, you're watching so many movies and, like, being able to see the messages in them is, like, really cool. And it does change things like this, like in this time in France, like we did some research and it said that these new movies of this kind of um, movement, like changed, yeah. yeah, the new wave, like just kind of changed society a little bit because things were being like shown and stuff. And I just, I really think that's cool. Yeah. So what do you think? What's your overall takeaway? And we should have maybe started with a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the I just jumped right in. And I, we didn't give much of a plot synopsis either. Maybe I'll do that better next time. But, uh, but I what mean, do you think? I don't think, think overall... many people will watch this, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, my overall opinion, I think, you know, in the beginning, like after watching it, like I was kind of like, it was cool, but I really wanted a better ending. But, like, now, like, talking about it and, like, thinking of the research and, like, its relatableness, I actually think it was, like, a really good film, and I really enjoyed it. I think it was pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Like, eight, eight nine out of ten. Cool. Yeah, I love this movie, too. <laughs> and I love how it talks. It's also focusing on a young person, mm-hmm. right? So many of I'm us, a young person. You're a young person, so maybe you can relate. But it was fun. We had our... Uh, your, your siblings down there with us and I wasn't sure how long they would last because it was yeah. subtitled it was black and white they were interested old. yeah because it was relatable I guess and it was kind of entertaining seeing them mess around a little bit get into some trouble at school yeah <laughs> that was fun yeah I think it was a good movie what do you give it out of 10 Oh, that's uh, probably a 10 out of 10. <laughs> if you're going to give a movie a 10 out of 10, it's a, that's one of them. That's a really, <laughs> a really great movie. Well, thank you all for tuning in to Chatterseed, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.